0: Welcome to the Hard Things Podcast with me, Robin King. Join me as I share my musings on some of the hard things we face and hopefully encourage you to initiate tough conversations in your own life. It's all about airing things out to gain clarity and being empowered to take one step forward, even if it is just one. You will have to forgive my halftime hesitancy on this day eleven. It's our halfway mark of the 21-day lockdown and I'm hesitant. Uh, in any normal circumstance, I'd be so energized knowing we've gone so far, we've made it halfway. You know, that means we, we're, we're on the home stretch, things are looking good. But this time I feel hesitant, I feel cautious. I guess there's a fear of disappointment or perhaps it's just trying to be realistic Um, I would hate to get to day 18 and have them announce (laughs) that we're having an extension on the lockdown. And so that's the fear factor. But the, the realist in me is also saying, well, our situation is so different from the rest of the world because we responded with our lockdown before many other nations. And so we're not in a position where... We're locked down because we had so many cases. We're in a position where we locked down so that we wouldn't have so many cases. And of course, this lockdown allows us to do mass testing, um, which is now rolling out. And as we speak, the government aims to to roll out about 30,000 tests per day. And in the testing, we don't know where it'll fall. Either it will fall that we, we've we succeeded in our in our lockdown and, and there have been a significant number of tests where we can say, okay, we have indeed successfully flattened the curve or the tests could reveal that we just hadn't tested enough people. I find it so interesting, the World Health Organization um, via Al Jazeera One of the the World Health Organization representatives for Africa said, we can't predict how this virus will spread in African countries where the age demographic is quite different to Europe. Social conditions make social distancing very difficult and the risk of household spread is very high. So taking that perspective into consideration for us, uh, we Al Jazeera refers to us as the world's most unequal society. And so we're all well aware that we do. We have townships. We we, we um, densely populated areas where there are a number of people in one household and houses are really, really close together. And in, in some townships, those aren't houses, they are shacks. And so there's even a closer, um, a, a, a shorter distance between two households, um, and such a, a risk of infecting one another. If if someone, if one person uh, has it in a household, they're really concerned about household infections because they're larger households. And with the R naught rate of corona being two point six, that means for every person that's infected, they infect. more people. The flu, I think, normal flu sits at 1.5. So you can see how that's a little bit higher. And in a densely populated area can spread, especially where it's very difficult to do social distancing. So with that said, we could very well be in the calm before the storm. Our health minister said... The small growth in numbers, and this is a number of positive cases. The small growth in numbers may be the calm before a just devastating storm. We need to be aware that there may not be many further warnings before the impounding descends. And I am grateful that he is not optimistic <laughs> because it means that they're really planning. Um but I'm really trusting that we're planning for the worst and that because we've planned, because we've prepared, um, because we've implemented the lockdown now, we won't see um, the kind of numbers that have been seen in, in Europe. Um, there's another factor that the, that the... Another two factors, actually, that the World Organization um, raises with regards to South Africa. One is that about a third of our population is under the age of 30. A third of all Africans, actually, not just South Africans, are under the age of 30 years. So they're optimistic about how we're able to fight the virus um, just because of our youth. And then the other factors, particularly with regard to South Africa, um, that the World Organization is highlighting, is our experience with dealing with HIV AIDS. Um and according to uh, Professor Helen Rees, from the World Health Organization, she feels because of that, as a nation, we're quite ready and prepared to deal with the coronavirus virus pandemic. Um, there's a very interesting sentence uh, quote by her that says the ability to focus treatment on those communities which need it most alongside the institutional memory the health system has in contact tracing will be very important. I thought that was so encouraging that as we faced the HIV AIDS virus and pandemic in, in our nation and how we've dealt with making sure that communities that will be the most affected that we get into those communities that we make antiretrovirals available, uh, we've actually managed with HIV/AIDS to get to get the life expectancy of those who are HIV positive from fifty six years in twenty ten to sixty three years in twenty eighteen, um, just because of the sheer amount of money. It's about $1.54 billion that have been spent on running HIV-AIDS programs. Now, I really hope that it doesn't get to that. But I do think they're, they're, in our in our vulnerable areas. There's some institutional memory, as she says. And there's a resilience, I think, in us. And so, as we head into the second half of the lockdown, I want to remember that. I want to remember that we are... Still in a in a vulnerable space, and that it's still important for me to stay at home and stay safe, and that I need to cooperate with what the government is asking us to do in this time, whether it means being tested by officials who come and do home testing, whether it means continuing to social distance and not trying to take every chance to to do my own thing. And whether it is to be resilient in terms of making this a productive time as, as, as what I can and focusing on staying safe and staying well for the sake of our health workers. I have seen that there are uh, videos going around conspiracy theories that the government has contaminated the tests and it's just not helpful it's just not helpful and I I I would love to give the benefit of the doubt and say you know perhaps there's merit in it but there's no merit in fear-mongering it's really just no merit in fear-mongering this is a vulnerable time for us Emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, it is a vulnerable time, and I feel we need to we need to really distance ourselves from anything that that is there to stir up fear. So yes, on day eleven, I'm aware of the realities of our situation. I'm aware that we are a nation that is vulnerable. Even though I do not live. Uh, myself in a a community in this nation that is vulnerable. There are millions of people who do. I recognize that our healthcare system is vulnerable and how I can assist is by staying at home. And I recognize that in order for us to know what's going on, when the authorities come to test us, I would like to be tested so that we can get the figures and, and, and get to the other side of this. And so, that is day 11. Some half-time hesitancy. But definitely laced with hope. Definitely laced with courage. Because that's what we need, actually, in this time. We need courage. We really need courage as a nation to do what we need to do. And keep trusting that we're going to make it through this. And that... Yes, we will probably never be the same. Our economy will never be the same. But there is a resilience in us as a people. If I think about um, HIV AIDS, if I think about coming through um, the new democracy, we're a young nation as far as that's concerned, and how the world looked at us and went, wow, this is a nation that we can look up to. Because of how we've dealt with it. And and by no means have there been no bumps in the road. Absolutely, there have been many bumps in the road. But we are resilient as a nation. And so I don't want to, to hype you up today. I want to call you to courage. And to call you to remember the resilience of the nation of South Africa. Thanks for listening to the Hard Things Podcast. Find the pod on Instagram at the Hard Things Podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts as you join in the conversation. Also, if you like what you hear, leave a review or rating so we can share the conversation with others around the globe. See you next time.